0: Welcome to Living Water Bible Fellowship. We hope that what you hear encourages you in your personal walk with Jesus Christ. Stay tuned afterwards for more information.
1: Well, good morning everybody. Good morning. Welcome, thank you for coming today. Come on in, let's, uh, let's start our worship of Jesus today. We're gathering with churches around the world today, around Colorado, around the San Luis Valley. To commemorate, to remember our Lord Jesus Christ, his rising from the dead. It's a great day. Uh, before I forget, if the kids after the service, they're going to have some bags out there in the lobby. If you don't have the bags yet, there's children's bags out in the lobby before you leave. Uh, and uh, don't forget those. If you're new here today and you want to have a prayer request or just want us to have your information or updated information, there's a connection card in the seat back and you can throw that at me at, after the service. Uh, What else? Oh, I I do have an announcement to make. He is risen!
2: Amen.
1: Amen. Uh, Let's turn our hearts towards the Lord and exalt Him. Uh, Daniel chapter 7. In my vision at night I looked, and there before me was one like the Son of Man, coming with the clouds of Heaven. He approached the Ancient of Days and was led into His presence. He was given authority, glory and sovereign power. All nations and peoples of every language worshiped him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that will not pass away, and his kingdom is one who will never which will never be destroyed. Praise God. Philippians 2. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name. In the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. In Revelation chapter 5, then I looked and I heard the voice of many angels, numbering thousands upon thousands, and ten thousand times ten thousand. They encircled the throne and the living creatures and the elders in a loud voice, they were saying, Worthy is the Lamb who is slain.
0: Jesus, the risen King of Kings, the Savior of the world. So as we go into this next part, we're going to start off by singing, Whoa, Death, where is your sting? Oh, Hell, where is your victory? Jesus is victorious over sin, over death, over evil. He lives, He reigns, and He is worthy of our worship. So let's sing this together, Oh, Death.
2: Oh, Death, where is your sting oh hell where is your victory oh
0: Jesus, we thank you that in you we can have new life, that on the cross that you died for us, that you poured your life out for sinners like us. But Lord, we also recognize that's not where things stop. You are risen, you are reigning, and you will come again in glory. So we thank you for your life, for your death, for your resurrection, your exaltation, and your glorious second coming. So we sing this next song, let's remember, let's pray. day was when you rose on the third day Jesus we praise you we exalt your name we say there's no other name under heaven which anybody can be saved but the name of Jesus Christ Savior of the world King of Kings Lord of Lords the Lamb that was slain but lives again as we continue in our worship service, may you draw us deeper into knowledge of you, your word. As we hear the word preached, may we understand better you, Jesus, the gospel, our hope of sharing in your resurrection and the new heavens, the new earth, the things to come. And may we live today for you, for your kingdom, and for nothing else. God's people said, amen. You may be seated.
1: It's good to see everybody. It's, it's uh really good to see everybody. For some of us it's been 10 months, 12 months. Glorious day. Um, I want to, before I forget, if the kids, at, when you leave, parents, there's ba- there going to be some bags out there. Uh, be sure your kids get an a Easter bag to take home. Um, make sure that happens. If, if you uh, uh, want to stay afterwards and hang out, that's fine too. But I'm so glad you're here. Uh, it's been a tough year, but praise God we're here. When the disciples were looking around that day it didn't look good. When the disciples were seeing things that were happening what people were saying it didn't look like there was a lot of hope. John chapter 10 verse 31 THE HOPE THAT THEY HAD SEEMED TO BE EBBING AWAY. THE HOPE OF A BRIGHT FUTURE, THE HOPE OF A TOMORROW it SEEMED TO BE DEPARTING RATHER QUICKLY. THE JEWS PICKED UP STONES AGAIN TO STONE HIM. JESUS ANSWERED THEM, I HAVE SHOWN YOU MANY GOOD WORKS FROM THE FATHER, FOR WHICH OF THEM ARE YOU GOING TO STONE me?" THE JEWS ANSWERED HIM, IT IS NOT FOR A GOOD WORK THAT WE ARE GOING TO STONE YOU, BUT FOR BLASPHEMY, BECAUSE YOU, BEING A MAN, MAKE YOURSELF GOD. FAR CRY WHEN JESUS FIRST CAME ON THE SCENE, WHEN THE CROWDS WERE CHEERING HIM, WHEN EVERYBODY WAS EXCITED ABOUT WHAT HE WAS SAYING, WHAT HE WAS PLANNING, WHAT HE WAS TEACHING, FAR CRY FROM THE PROMISE OF THE HOPE OF THE KINGDOM OF GOD, they wanted to kill him. Well, they, they made it out of that, that trouble, that, that time. But uh, it wasn't too long after that that Mary and Martha sent word to Jesus come, come back to Judea because Lazarus is dying. Chapter 11, verse 7 What was Jesus to do? Then, after he said to his disciples, Let us go to Judea again. THE DISCIPLES SAID TO HIM, RABBI, THE JEWS WERE JUST NOW SEEKING TO STONE YOU, AND YOU'RE GOING THERE AGAIN? WHAT WAS HE THINKING? WHAT KIND OF LOVE IS THAT? WHO DOES THAT? From the disciples' perspective, it was it was the wrong decision. But Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours in a day? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble, because he sees the light of this world. But if anyone walks in the night, he stumbles because the light is not in him. After saying these things, he said to them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I go to awaken him. The disciples said to him, Lord, if he's fallen asleep, he'll recover, basically saying, Why do we have to go if he's fallen asleep? He's sick. That's that's fine. Whatever. Why do we have to go? But Jesus had spoken of his death. They thought he meant taking rest and sleep. Then Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus has died. And for your sake, I'm glad that I was not there so that you may believe. In other words, so that you may trust. (laughs) So that you may not judge by mere appearances. But let us go to him. So Thomas called the twin Said to his fellow disciples, Let us also go that we may die with him. Uh, when they signed up to follow Jesus, they had different uh, pictures in their minds. When they heard Jesus preach, they, they they heard the kingdom of God coming. They they heard of a utopia coming upon Israel. They they heard of, of salvation and rescue. They heard of getting rid of the Romans. They they in their minds they probably pictured SAFETY FOR THEIR FAMILY AGAIN AND SECURITY and, AND HEALTH AND SHALOM, THE PEACE OF GOD THROUGHOUT ISRAEL. BUT NOW JESUS SEEMS TO BE WALKING INTO DEATH TRAP AFTER DEATH TRAP. WHAT WAS HE THINKING? WHEN THEY STARTED FOLLOWING JESUS, MAN, THE CROWDS WERE EXCITED ABOUT HIM, THE CROWDS WERE CHEERING, THE CROWDS WERE, were CELEBRATING. Son of God, Hosanna. They, you know, they, they, glory to God, save us. His preaching started off, if you turn to Matthew chapter 4, uh, John the Baptist had come and John the Baptist, man, he set the nation aflame. Repent for the kingdom of God is coming. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is coming. In other words, God is going to show up. The long promised arrival of the king, it's coming, it's here. John the Baptist was preaching and man, there was people coming out to get baptized. Uh, Oh, yeah, I'm ready to meet my God. I'm ready to get my house in order. I'm ready to put myself before the King and come under the reign of the King. And Jesus followed that up when, when He started His public ministry after John was arrested. Verse 17, From that time Jesus began to preach, saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Kingdom of heaven, kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is at the door. Are you ready to meet your king? Are you ready to meet your God? The kingdom of heaven is here. And and, and he preached that way and the disciples, man, when when they signed up to walk with Jesus, to follow Jesus, to go wherever Jesus went, they're like, "Yeah. I'm all about that. Let's restore Israel. Let's make Israel the head not the table, the 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 tail. Let's let's go after what Jesus is talking about." And and Jesus as He moved through Galilee, verse 23, He went throughout all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every disease and every affliction among the people. So Jesus, wherever He went, He was teaching. And what was He teaching? He was bringing out the, what we call the Old Testament. This prophecy is fulfilled. This prophecy is fulfilled. This is what God's doing today. And when He preached to crowds, what would He preach? He'd preach the good news of the kingdom. The good news of the kingdom. God is showing up. GOD IS GOING TO KEEP ALL HIS COVENANT PROMISES WITH HIS PEOPLE. GOD IS GOING TO DO HIS WORK IN OUR TIME, IN OUR DAY, IN OUR AGE. AND TO UNDERLINE HIS PREACHING HE WOULD DO HEALINGS. THERE'S A BLIND MAN WHO CAN SEE. THERE'S A LAME WHO CAN WALK. EVIDENCE POINTING TOWARDS THE TRUTH OF HIS PREACHING. HE'S NOT JUST BLOWING SMOKE IN OTHER WORDS. LOOK WHAT HE'S DOING AROUND US preaching and and healing and people's lives are being changed. The disciples at the time, man, as they they started to walk with Jesus around Galilee, it was good. It was good. They were ready to live for Jesus. They were ready to die for Jesus. Until (laughs) they really had to think about giving their life away. Jesus' popularity in Galilee was one thing, but when He got to Jerusalem, when He was in Judea, the southern part of the kingdom, He started saying things like, I am the living water, I am the bread of life, I am... He started telling them, I am I'm, I'm the King of Israel, I am the Son of God, and as we saw in John 10, He claimed to be God. REMEMBER when he, uh, WHEN HE DECIDED TO RIDE INTO JERUSALEM ON A DONKEY? HE WAS PROCLAIMING HIMSELF THE MESSIAH. HE WAS PUTTING HIMSELF IN A POSITION TO FULFILL ALL OF GOD'S WORD AND ALL OF GOD'S PROMISES. AND YET WHEN HE GOT TO JERUSALEM AND JUDEA the, he, HE STARTED TO GET PUSHBACK. WHO DOES HE THINK HE IS? What is he talking about? He's a a mere man. We we know where he was born. We know his parents. There was scheming and plotting. And there was attacks. There was all kinds of plans in place to destroy him. It was getting hard and it was getting difficult. And the disciples saying, why do we keep going back there? Why do we keep putting ourselves in this position? What are you doing, Jesus? They're going to kill you. And then on Friday morning, their fears became real. For Jesus had been arrested. Jesus had been convicted by several courts. Maybe they weren't all ethical, or maybe they weren't all just, but they convicted Him. And they brought Him to Pilate, and they demanded for them to crucify. Jesus <clears throat> And eventually Pilate said yes. <clears throat> and the hope that Jesus preached suddenly became hopelessness. The idea of what God was going to bring suddenly it looked like it was dead in the water. Matthew 27:32 Verse 33, what a horrible thing when they saw Jesus marching through the city of Jerusalem with the cross beam and then going out of the city they had to have someone carry the cross for Him because He was so bloodied and beaten and tortured. In verse 33, and when they came to a place called Golgotha, which means place of the skull, apparently the hill where they crucified Him we think it looked like a skull. Calvary means, it comes from the Latin calva which means skull. They took him to Calvary, they took him to the place of the skull. They offered him wine to drink mixed with gall but when he tasted it he would not drink it. And some people, some scholars think and it's probably right, this idea that they would usually try to deaden the pain or or give narcotics to some of the criminals that they were crucifying so they'd die quicker. But others think the mixed with gall part is a mocking on the part of the Roman soldiers. That, hey, Jesus, you're suffering. Hey, Jesus, you're going. Here, here's a drink, but it's mixed with gall, which tastes terrible. Ugh. Mocking him. They, the Romans, we, they were very cruel at times, and they were famous for their cruel, cruelty to those who were being crucified. There, uh, they divided his garments among them by casting lots... Then they sat down and kept watch over him there. What, what a terrible scene. They're, they're gambling over his clothes. They've stripped him naked and he's hanging out there before the whole world. And they're treating him like he's a nothing. They're treating him like he's a, as a dog. They're treating him like he's just insignificant and inconsequential. They're rolling the dice so they're just standing there waiting for him to die. They don't realize that they're fulfilling, fulfilling scripture as they do it. And over their head, over his head, they put the charge against him, which read, This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Uh, Pilate put that up there for everyone to see. He was, he was mocking the chief priest. He was mocking the scribes. He was mocking everybody that called for his crucifixion. Because they wanted Jesus dead because he claimed to be king. So, so Pilate put it up there. It was like he's the king of the Jews. He was getting even THEY PUT HIM IN A BAD POSITION, BUT LOOK WHAT HAPPENED. JESUS IS THERE, STRETCHED OUT, AND IT BECOMES A POINT OF DERISION FOR EVERYBODY WALKING BY. LOOK, HE'S THE KING OF THE JEWS. YEAH, RIGHT. HE'S THE KING OF ISRAEL. WHAT A JOKE. AND SO WE SEE ON THIS, this DAY WHERE AT ONE POINT PEOPLE WERE WORSHIPING HIM AND FOLLOWING HIM AND HOPING HE WOULD BE THE MESSIAH. THEY WERE GIVING this, THEIR LIFE TO HIM. NOW HE'S, he's A CRUEL JOKE. He's HE'S AN OBJECT OF MOCKERY AND HATRED. THEN TWO ROBBERS WERE CRUCIFIED WITH HIM, ONE ON THE RIGHT AND ONE ON THE LEFT. THE ROMANS WERE BAD, BUT WHAT ABOUT HIS OWN JEWISH PEOPLE? AND THOSE WHO PASSED BY WERE DERIDING HIM, WAGGING THEIR HEADS, WHAT AN an IMAGE, WAGGING THEIR HEADS, WAGGING THEIR TONGUES, WAGGING THEIR FINGERS, SAYING, YOU WOULD DESTROY THE TEMPLE AND REBUILD IT IN THREE DAYS. (laughs) SAVE YOURSELF. IF YOU'RE THE SON OF GOD, COME DOWN FROM THE CROSS. So also also the chief priests and the scribes and the elders mocked him, saying, He saved others. He cannot save himself. He is the King of Israel. Let him come down now from the cross, and we will believe him. That's not true. They had no intention of following Jesus. They taunted him again and again. Jesus was put on that cross at 9 a.m. He hung on that cross till 3 p.m. For six hours, he heard it again and again and again. HE HEARD IT FROM THE PASSERBYS. HE HEARD IT FROM THE RELIGIOUS LEADERSHIP. HE HEARD IT FROM THE ROMAN SOLDIERS. HE HEARD IT FROM EVERYBODY. VERSE 43, HE trusts IN GOD, LET GOD DELIVER HIM NOW IF HE DESIRES HIM. FOR HE SAID, I AM THE SON OF GOD. AND THE ROBBERS WHO were, WERE CRUCIFIED WITH HIM ALSO REVILED HIM IN THE SAME WAY. EVEN THE THIEVES MOCKED HIM. EVEN THE THIEVES TAUNTED HIM. EVEN THE THIEVES TREATED HIM LIKE GARBAGE. And the irony of it all, everything they're saying is true. He is the Son of God, He is the King of Israel, He was, He is the living water, He is the Great I Am, He is the bread of life, He is God. The disciples, His closest followers, all the men ran away maybe John was there, but the women, they watched from afar. His mother, Mary Magdalene, the other Mary, they watched and they saw him suffer. The, The word to Jesus was, if you are the Son of God. Do you remember in the scriptures where that was said before? In Matthew 4, Satan came to him again and again, if you are the son of God, show me, prove it, if you are the son of God, if you are the son of God. What's happening on the cross is he's being tempted like he has been his whole life. But it's under duress, it's under extreme circumstances. What kept him on the cross? What kept him there? WE WONDER SOMETIMES WHAT THE GREATEST MIRACLE OF JESUS WAS. (laughs) MAYBE IT WAS THAT HE STAYED ON THE CROSS. IF I WAS IN HIS PLACE, I WOULD HAVE COME DOWN IN THE FIRST FIVE SECONDS. HE STAYED THERE FOR SIX HOURS, NOT ONLY RECEIVING THE TAUNTING AND THE MOCKING AND THE HATRED OF MEN AND WOMEN, BUT AT NOON WHEN DARKNESS OVERTOOK THE LAND FROM NOON TO THREE O'CLOCK, THAT'S WHEN WE THINK THAT THE WRATH OF GOD WAS POURED OUT ON JESUS. AS PASTOR Bo SAID ON FRIDAY NIGHT, JESUS WAS A PROPITIATORY SACRIFICE, MEANING THAT HE WAS A SUBSTITUTE FOR US, MEANING THAT HE WENT THERE TO COVER OUR SINS AND TO TURN AWAY THE WRATH OF GOD. AS SOME OF THE SONGS SAY, WE PUT HIM THERE. HE BORE OUR SINS, HE TOOK OUR BURDENS BY HIS WOUNDS, CAN YOU IMAGINE BEING IN THAT POSITION? IT'S AMAZING WHAT PEOPLE DO FOR LOVE. IT'S AMAZING WHAT GOD DID TO LOVE US. JESUS STAYED ON THAT CROSS UNTIL THE BITTER END. HE DIED THERE. THE DISCIPLES, MAN, I... YOU GOTTA KNOW THAT THEY WERE HOPELESS, YOU GOTTA KNOW THAT THEY DIDN'T SEE A FUTURE. REMEMBER WHEN WE READ IN ONE OF THE GOSPELS, PETER GOES BACK TO FISHING? THEY, they, they WERE READY TO GIVE UP. IT WAS LIKE THE HOPE THEY HAD, IT WAS LIKE A CORPSE ON the CROSS, THE hopes THEY HAD. IT WAS LIKE a, a DEAD MAN LAID IN A TOMB, they, THEY DIDN'T HAVE ANY HOPE ANYMORE. WHAT IS THE HOPE OF EASTER? WHAT IS THIS ALL ABOUT? A dead man laid in a tomb, what is so good about that? Matthew 28, verse 1. Now after the Sabbath, towards the dawn of the first day of the week, so Saturday, Friday and Saturday had come and gone, it's Sunday morning. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, his clothing white as snow, and for fear of the guards trembled and became like dead men. But the angel said to the woman, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who is crucified. He is not here, he is risen as he said. Come, see the place where he lay, then go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And behold, he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him. See, I've told you. I imagine the angel at the end there, after he's told them of the resurrection of Jesus, I imagine him sticking out his chest and saying, See, I told you. <laughs> what a moment! Hopelessness suddenly comes alive hopelessness and death suddenly is transformed. They go to that, that, that tomb early in the morning. They probably are going there to rebury Jesus because Joseph of Arimathea or Nicodemus, they probably didn't think he did it right. They did it right. They don't know how they're going to move the stone but they go anyway. They want to honor their Lord. They want to honor Jesus. And then they get the shock of their lives. Death has turned to life. Hopelessness has turned to hope. Jesus said he would rise on the third day, and he did. The angel says, hey, look, go look in the tomb. Why was the stone rolled away? Why was the seal broken? Did Jesus need to be braked out? <laughs> did Jesus need to get broke out? No, the stone was rolled away and the seal broken so witnesses could go in. Go look. Go see for yourselves. There's no corpse in there. There's no Jesus in there. I tell you, He's alive. He's risen from the dead, just as He said. And What a moment. What a great, glorious dawn of a new age. What a great, glorious moment of light shining in the darkness. Verse 8, So they departed quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy. The great joy outrode the fear, for sure. And they ran to tell His disciples, And behold, Jesus met them and said, Greetings. And they came... AND TOOK HOLD OF HIS FEET, AND THEY WORSHIPED HIM. AND JESUS SAID TO THEM, DO NOT BE AFRAID, GO AND TELL MY BROTHERS, GO TO GALILEE, THERE THEY WILL SEE ME. WHAT A GREAT MOMENT FOR THEM. THEY FOLLOWED JESUS, THEY SERVED JESUS, THEY TAKEN CARE OF JESUS' NEEDS, AND HE MEETS THEM, <laughs> and, AND HE WELCOMES THEM. NOW, THEY START TO WORSHIP HERE, uh, THEY START TO WORSHIP HIM. Uh, DID JESUS SAY, HEY, NONE OF THAT, DON'T WORSHIP ME, I'M NOT LIKE GOD? NO, HE WELCOMES THE WORSHIP, BECAUSE HE'S THE RISEN Savior. HE IS GOD. IN OTHER WORDS, EVERYTHING THAT HE SAID IS NOW TRUE. IF HE PREDICTED THAT HE WOULD RISE ON THE THIRD DAY, WHAT AN INCREDIBLE PROPHECY, WHAT AN INCREDIBLE PREDICTION. AND IT ACTUALLY CAME TRUE, IF THAT GREAT PROPHECY, IF THAT GREAT TEACHING CAME TRUE, THAT MEANS EVERYTHING ELSE THAT HE EVER SAID IS RELIABLE AND TRUSTWORTHY AND SHOULD BE BELIEVED. SO HE IS THE BREAD OF LIFE. HE IS THE LIVING WATER. He is the great I am, he is the King of Israel, he is the Son of God and I tell you the subject of our sermon today that when he said the kingdom of God was coming, that is true as well. So they go they go and tell the disciples they, uh, they, they go meet the brothers and, and you can imagine some of the scenes, we, we have some of the testimony in the other Gospels. But imagine the incredulous nature of their, what? He's alive? Remember Peter running to the tomb with John? <laughs> they look in. Well, it's just a fascinating time frame um, that's taking place uh, uh, as, as Jesus, they, they come to recognition that everything he said is going to happen. But what, what did they see on that day? When Jesus met them and He said greetings, did they see a phantom? Did they see a ghost? Did they see a spirit? Did they see some energy that was pulsing in their mind? No, they saw a risen man. They saw a person. They held him. They heard him. They saw him. Resurrection doesn't mean a ghost. Resurrection doesn't mean a disembodied spirit. Resurrection means that somebody died bodily. There was a bodily death. Resurrection means there's a bodily life. A living, breathing, active person died and came back to life means that's a living, breathing, active, resurrected person. But now resurrection means an undying body. AN INCORRUPTIBLE BODY, SOMETHING THAT CANNOT DECAY EVER AGAIN, SOMETHING THAT CANNOT DIE EVER AGAIN. JESUS IS ALIVE, NOT IN A WAY THAT HE'S GOING TO GO BACK INTO THE GRAVE. HE CAN NEVER DIE AGAIN. HE'S ALIVE. AND IT'S A GREAT, INCREDIBLE MIRACLE. AND IT GIVES US HOPE. I'M GOING TO TALK ABOUT THE HOPE OF EASTER IN A MOMENT, BUT I WANT TO TALK ABOUT THE GREAT NEWS OF EASTER FIRST. BECAUSE DEATH WILL COME TO EVERY ONE OF YOU ONE DAY. None of us are immune, whether it's 40 years from now, whether it's 20 years, or whether it's tomorrow. Death, when it comes knocking, we cannot escape it. We will all find our grave or our our tomb or our urn. But because Jesus escaped death, because Jesus defeated death, all who trust in him, because Jesus has become victor over death, HE'S CONQUERED DEATH, HE'S HAD VICTORY OVER DEATH. ALL WHO TRUST IN HIM, ALL WHO HAVE GIVEN THEIR LIFE TO HIM, ALL WHO HAVE COME UNDER THE REIGN OF THE KING, ALL WHO ARE HIS, THEY WILL RISE FROM THE DEAD AS WELL. BROTHERS AND SISTERS IN CHRIST, THE GOOD NEWS OF EASTER IS THAT BECAUSE JESUS ROSE FROM THE DEAD, DEATH IS NOT YOUR MASTER ANYMORE. Death is not your boss anymore, death does not control you anymore. The Old Testament pictures death as a gaping mouth ready to swallow and ready to eat and ready to take everybody that comes its way. There's no escape from the grave. But Jesus has overcome, Jesus has won, and in Him you will win too. That's the good news of Easter. And so we start thinking about that, we start processing that, that man, I DON'T HAVE TO BE AFRAID OF DEATH, BECAUSE JESUS IS THE VICTOR. JESUS IS THE LORD OF DEATH. HE'S THE MASTER OF DEATH. HE'S THE KING OF DEATH. HE OWNS DEATH. HE OWNS THE KEYS TO HADES. THERE'S NOTHING HE CAN'T DO. And SO WE START, MAN, YOU START READING THE NEW TESTAMENT WITH THOSE LENSES, WITH THOSE EYES, IT BECOMES SUPER HOPEFUL AND JOYFUL AND EXCITING. Look at John chapter 14, just as an example. John chapter 14, verse 1. Now, if Jesus did not rise from the dead, this is all foolishness. But since he did rise from the dead, this is true. Let not your hearts be troubled, Jesus said. Believe in God and believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you? THAT I GO TO PREPARE A PLACE FOR YOU? AND IF I GO AND PREPARE A PLACE FOR YOU, I WILL COME AGAIN AND WILL TAKE YOU TO MYSELF, THAT WHERE I AM, YOU MAY BE ALSO. BECAUSE JESUS ROSE FROM THE DEAD, HE SAYS UPON YOUR DEATH, HE'S GONNA COME GET YOU AND TAKE YOU TO BE WITH HIM. HE SAYS IN HIS FATHER'S HOUSE, HEAVEN, THERE'S MANY ROOMS. LOTS OF ROOM FOR YOU IN JESUS CHRIST. WHEN WE DIE BECAUSE JESUS ROSE FROM THE DEAD, WE CAN HAVE THIS CONFIDENT EXPECTATION THAT EVEN WHEN when THAT that MACHINE STARTS TO BEEP, WHEN IT GOES IN THAT BEEP, when WHEN IT'S DONE, WHEN WE'RE DONE, WE'RE NOT DONE IN JESUS CHRIST. WE WILL LIVE AGAIN. WE WILL SEE OUR BELOVED IN CHRIST AGAIN. OUR SPOUSES, OUR CHILDREN, OUR GRANDPARENTS THAT ARE IN CHRIST, WE WILL BE REUNITED WITH OUR BELOVED IN THE FATHER'S HOUSE. EVERYTHING JESUS SAID BECAUSE HE CAME BACK TO LIFE, BECAUSE HE PREDICTED AND HIS PROPHECY CAME TRUE, WE CAN BELIEVE EVERYTHING ELSE HE SAID LIKE THIS. SO THE GREAT NEWS OF EASTER IS JESUS HAS WON THE VICTORY And we, in Him, will be victorious over death as well. But I tell you, brothers, there's more to the story than that. I tell you, my sisters, that there's a greater hope that is found in the Scriptures than just going as souls to heaven. If you look at chapter 28 of Matthew, verse 16... THE GREAT NEWS OF HEAVEN IS THAT WE WILL GO ON LIVING AFTER DEATH IF WE ARE IN CHRIST, BUT THE GREAT HOPE OF EASTER IS THAT THERE'S A GREAT FUTURE AHEAD, A RESURRECTION FUTURE. CHAPTER 28, VERSE 16, NOW THE ELEVEN DISCIPLES WENT TO GALILEE, JUST AS JESUS HAD TOLD THEM, TO THE MOUNTAIN TO WHICH JESUS HAD DIRECTED THEM, AND WHEN THEY SAW HIM, They worshipped Him. Again, worship. (laughs) Jesus didn't poo-poo it, He didn't say no, He welcomed it. But some doubted. And so the question is, who are those that some doubted? Remember when He told the the women to, hey, go tell the brethren, go tell the brothers? Some think that it was more than just the eleven, the apostles, the the disciples. Some think it might have been a wider group. In church history there's been several people that think that what, what happens here in Galilee, it's what took place in 1 Corinthians 15 when uh, more than 500 brothers, more than 500 saw Jesus at the same time. But we're not sure, but by this time of Matthew 28, uh, Jesus has appeared uh, to the eleven at least twice. And so the eleven have already seen Him, they've already kind of come to grips with His resurrection, but maybe there's some others with them that still doubt. We're not sure. And Jesus came and said to them, and and listen to, to these claims, they are the most incredible claims ever maybe even greater than the claim to rise from the dead. All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Now, there's several claims there. The last one there, I'm with you always to the end of the age, Jesus claims to be omnipresent. He's risen from the dead. He's, he's claiming to be with the disciples always. And it's not just a short-term thing. It's, it's, now it's been 2,000 years. His presence is, is everywhere with his people. It's not like he leaves for a while, and, and I'm going to come down and see what they're doing for a while. Oh, okay, carry on. It's not like that. He's present with His disciples, if you are in Christ, He's present with you till the end of the age. That's an incredible claim. That's a magnificent claim, that's a, that's a huge claim. But notice his other claim. He claims to be on the same level as the Father and the Holy Spirit. Baptize them, He's telling His disciples, hey, go baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. He's claiming to be on the same level of God, He's claiming to be God. Okay, and, and, and He has the audacity from maybe the disciples' perspective Maybe they don't realize what it means to be resurrected. Maybe doesn't, they don't realize what it means to be the Son of God. But, but he's saying, hey, and, and, and give them all my teachings. <laughs> he doesn't say, go to the Old Testament. He says, he says, give them my teaching, everything I've commanded you. That's, that's audacious. In the, in the monotheist culture, in the Judaism that was, man, the idea that there was someone besides Yahweh who could command, but what they don't realize is Jesus is Yahweh. He is the great I Am. But the most audacious claim, the the most incredible claim, and I don't know if you've recognized it before, but Jesus claims the authority, all authority. Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven on earth it has been given to me. Do you hear what he's saying? HE'S BEEN PREACHING ABOUT THE KINGDOM OF HEAVEN. REMEMBER WHEN HE STOOD BEFORE PILATE AND PILATE ASKED HIM, ARE YOU A KING? And HE SAYS, YES, I'M A KING. WHERE'S YOUR KINGDOM? MY KINGDOM IS NOT OF THIS EARTH. MY KINGDOM IS NOT OF THIS WORLD. HERE JESUS IS SAYING, AFTER THE RESURRECTION, ALL AUTHORITY IN HEAVEN AND ON EARTH HAS BEEN GIVEN TO ME. HE'S BEEN PREACHING THE ARRIVAL OF THE KINGDOM OF GOD. He's been preaching the arrival of God coming to the earth, and now he's saying, it's here. With my resurrection, the kingdom of God has been inaugurated. The reign of God in this world has started. I have all the authority. God has given me all the authority that ever is and ever will be. That's a massive claim. AND WE KNOW IT'S TRUE, THIS this IDEA. LIKE HE SAYS, AND BASICALLY WHAT HE'S SAYING, OKAY, MY PROMISE THAT I TOLD YOU, IT'S HAPPENING NOW. I PROMISED YOU THAT the, THE KINGDOM OF GOD WAS AT THE DOOR. I PROMISED YOU THAT THE KINGDOM OF HEAVEN WAS NEAR. I PROMISED YOU THAT IT WAS IN YOUR MIDST. AND HERE I AM RIGHT NOW. AND WE KNOW IT'S TRUE BECAUSE WHAT DID HE DO INITIALLY? WHAT DID HE DO RIGHT AWAY? HE SAID, NOW GO BUILD MY KINGDOM. GO MAKE DISCIPLES. GO BUILD MY KINGDOM. GO MAKE DISCIPLES. Baptize them in my name, the Father in the Spirit's name. Baptism is the initiation, it's the, it's the start, it's the launching point. You come to faith in Christ. The outward expression of that, the proclamation of that to the world is baptism. I belong to Jesus Christ now. And so when he says, build my kingdom, when go and make disciples, it's coming under the reign of the king. It's coming under his authority. Go teach them all of my commandments, Okay. AND I'LL BE WITH YOU TO THE END OF THE AGE. But RIGHT NOW, FOR 2,000 YEARS, THE KINGDOM HAS BEEN BUILDING. building. HERE IN ALAMOSA, ALL THE CHURCHES GATHERING HERE, EVERY LOCAL CHURCH IS A REPRESENTATIVE, A a SMALL PART OF THE KINGDOM OF GOD. EVERY CHRISTIAN AROUND THE WORLD THAT'S BEEN MEETING TODAY AND WORSHIPPING TODAY, THEY'VE ALL COME UNDER THE REIGN OF THE KING, THEY'VE ALL BECOME PART OF THE KINGDOM OF GOD. GOD REIGNS OVER THEM, GOD REIGNS SPIRITUALLY, GOD IS PRESENT IN THEIR LIFE. GOD IS PRESENT IN YOUR LIFE, HE'S YOUR KING, HE'S YOUR LORD, HE'S OVER YOU RIGHT NOW, HE IS THE KING OF THE WORLD, HE'S THE SOVEREIGN, HE'S THE LORD OF ALL, AND HE WILL BE THAT WAY, EVEN IF HE WAITS 100 YEARS BEFORE HE COMES BACK, EVEN IF HE WAITS 10 YEARS BEFORE HE COMES BACK, EVEN IF IT'S 500 YEARS, HIS KINGDOM WILL KEEP GROWING, HIS his RULE OVER THIS WORLD WILL CONTINUE TO INCREASE, BUT IT'S LIFE AFTER LIFE, LIFE UPON LIFE, PERSON UPON PERSON. When you came to Christ, or if you come to Christ today, if you bow the knee to Jesus, you give your life to Him, you will come under the reign of Jesus Christ. You'll come under His authority. You'll be part of His kingdom reign. The kingdom of God will come upon you forever and ever. But the hope of Easter, what are we talking about? What is this hope of Easter? <clears throat> Verse 20, Verse ...teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, pay attention unto the words, behold, look, I am with you always to the end of the age. And so the very fascinating, the very wonderful question is, what is the end of the age? We're in that period of time when the church is being extended life after life. The church is, is uh, growing around the world. Uh, people are coming to Christ every day by the thousands. THE KINGDOM'S GROWING, BUT THE END OF THE AGE, WHAT IS THAT ABOUT? THERE IS A TIME THAT IS WRITTEN ABOUT IN THE OLD TESTAMENT AND THE NEW TESTAMENT, A TIME CALLED THE DAY OF THE LORD, A TIME CALLED THE RETURN OF JESUS CHRIST, A TIME CALLED THE SECOND ADVENT OF JESUS. WHEN JESUS COMES BACK, HE'S GOING TO COME BACK AND COMPLETE HIS KINGDOM. It's been inaugurated now, it's started now, it's present now, but not fully. When He comes back, the kingdom of God will come in its fullness, and its completeness. When Jesus comes back to the earth, He's going to set everything straight. The judge will wipe out all the wickedness that is here. He will remove all the evil. He will make this a world of justice that right now is an unjust, unjust world. WHEN JESUS COMES BACK AND THAT LAST TRUMPET SOUNDS, THE HOPE OF EASTER WILL BECOME REAL. BECAUSE WHEN THAT LAST TRUMPET SOUNDS, THE DEAD IN CHRIST WILL RISE. WHAT AM I TALKING ABOUT? WHAT AM I SAYING? THAT THERE'S A GREATER HOPE THAN GOING TO BE WITH JESUS WHEN YOU DIE. WHEN JESUS TALKED ABOUT HIS FATHER'S HOUSE HAS MANY ROOMS, THE MANY ROOMS They're temporary meeting places. They were used in the culture, in the Greek culture, to describe the words he's using there to describe temporary meeting places. When the thief on the cross died and Jesus says, today you'll be with me in paradise, that again was a temporary resting place, a garden-like place, until the end came. If you die tonight and if you're in Jesus, you will go to be with Jesus. In his father's house. But there's a day when Jesus comes back, when Jesus will raise your body from the dead. You are never meant to be a disembodied spirit living forever. You are never meant to be this, this spirit floating around in the ether playing a harp forever. You can't play a harp without, without any body, but I don't know that idea. You see, God is bringing this world back to Himself. God has made a good creation that He is redeeming. He's redeeming everything. If you read through the book of Revelation, God says, I'm making everything new. The hope of, of Easter is not just that you will rise from the dead, but the hope of Easter that God is reclaiming the entire universe. God is making everything His again. Where there was a fall, where there was a brokenness, where there was evil that came into the creation, God is going to eradicate it. He's going to reform His beautiful creation. He's not tossing his creation out. He's not trashing it. He's making it new. Let me show you what I mean. Romans chapter 8, Romans chapter 8, verse 22. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth Until now, I teased the second service that I knew what childbirth was like and none of them laughed. (laughs) I don't know what it's like, I just know it's painful. The creation, however, has been groaning, groaning inwardly. The, The poetry there is that the creation is waiting, waiting for God to come back. The creation is waiting for God to restore things, to make it new. Because creation has been in bondage to sin. The creation groaning together in pains of childbirth until now. And not only the creation, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit. When the Bible talks about the first fruits, what is that? There's a, a fruit that comes on a tree, say an apple tree. The first fruit is likely to be followed by other fruits. Jesus is the first fruit of the resurrection. FOLLOWED BY A GENERAL RESURRECTION. THE END OF THE AGE, THE JEWISH PEOPLE THAT BELIEVED IN RESURRECTION DURING JESUS' DAY, LIKE THE PHARISEES, THEY BELIEVED IN THE RESURRECTION. WHAT THEY they UNDERSTOOD BY THAT WAS WHEN GOD CAME BACK AT THE END OF THE AGE, THERE WOULD BE A GENERAL RESURRECTION, THAT ALL THE GODLY JEWS WOULD RISE AND TO BE PART OF GOD'S NEW KINGDOM UPON THE EARTH. NOT ONLY THE CREATION, BUT WE OURSELVES, WHO ARE THE FIRST FRUITS OF THE SPIRIT, the spirit's going to spread to others. We groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for what? For the adoptions as sons, the redemption of our bodies. Your body in Jesus Christ is not meant to stay in the grave. Your body, God plans to redeem, to bring back to Himself, to reconstitute, to make alive, to bring it back to The, the hope of Easter is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. As Jesus, the first fruit, rose from the dead. As He came back to life, not as a disembodied spirit, not as a phantom, not as a ghost, He came back alive as an embodied person, an embodied soul. You too, in Jesus Christ, will rise from the dead one day, and you will be part of a creation that's been redeemed, a creation that was groaning, that was longing for redemption. God is going to make His good world. He didn't throw His creation. He's going to make His good world good again. (laughs) Hmm. Jesus taught us to pray our Father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven when we pray that prayer what are we praying we're asking for God's reign in the heaven to come into his creation that he would reign upon the earth WHAT I'M TELLING YOU IS THAT YOUR EASTER HOPE IN CHRIST IS THAT ONCE YOU DIE AND YOU GO BE WITH JESUS, THAT THAT LIFE AFTER DEATH WILL BECOME A LIFE AFTER LIFE AFTER DEATH, WHEN THE WHOLE CREATION AT THE SECOND COMING CHRIST IS RENEWED AND EVERYTHING IS MADE NEW AND FRESH, YOU WILL BE MADE NEW AND FRESH TOO. YOU WILL rise FROM THE DEAD AND YOU WILL BE PART OF A LIVING, BREATHING CREATION. AS PASTOR BO SAID ON FRIDAY NIGHT, THE BIBLE STARTED WITH A GARDEN SCENE. A PERFECT SCENE, AND GOD IS RESTORING THE FALLEN, BROKEN WORLD TO THAT BEAUTIFUL, JUST PLACE ONCE AGAIN. WE CATCH IT SOMETIMES ON A SPRING MORNING WHEN THE BIRDS ARE SINGING AND THE fragrance IS IN THE AIR AND THE WIND'S NOT BLOWING. WE CATCH IT IN THE LAUGHTER OF CHILDREN. WE CATCH IT IN THE UNITY OF THE BRETHREN. RED, YELLOW, BLACK, AND WHITE, THEY'RE PRECIOUS IN GOD'S SIGHT. We catch it when people are living together in harmony and love. We see a glimpse of the kingdom of God that is coming upon the earth. Jesus promised that the kingdom of God would come. And it started and it's coming and it's going to happen when Jesus comes back. What does the Father's prayer, what is the prayer that Jesus said that he taught us to pray? What does it look like when he says, may your kingdom May your kingdom in heaven, may it come upon the earth. What, what, what does it look like? When that prayer is answered, it looks like Revelation chapter 21 and 22. Though we die, we live again. And though we are raised into the presence of God, God will bring us back with him when he reconstitutes and remakes the earth holy and pure and bright Chapter 21 of Revelation verse 1, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. The first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. The imagery here suggests that that could be the church, the bride of Christ, coming down out of heaven. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them, and they will be His people, and God Himself will, wi- will, will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more, because death in the kingdom of God is abolished. Neither shall it be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for those things in the kingdom of God are abolished. There's no need for those things anymore. For the former things, Have PASSED AWAY. and IF YOU KEEP READING, JESUS SAYS, I'M MAKING EVERYTHING NEW. AND THAT INCLUDES YOU. THE HOPE OF EASTER IS THAT YOU WILL LIVE IN THE KINGDOM OF GOD IN CHRIST. YOU'LL BE PRESENT WITH GOD. YOU'LL BE PRESENT WITH YOUR FAMILY. YOU'LL BE PRESENT WITH THE PEOPLE THAT GOD HAS REDEEMED THROUGH THE BLOOD OF THE LAMB. IT'LL BE A BEAUTIFUL PLACE AND A JUST PLACE AND A GLORIOUS PLACE. OH, GLORIOUS DAY. WHEN JESUS CHRIST COMES BACK. OH GLORIOUS ETERNITY, WHEN JESUS CHRIST REIGNS UPON THE EARTH. WORSHIP TEAM, WOULD YOU PLEASE COME? THE GOOD NEWS OF EASTER IS THAT YOU WILL LIVE AFTER DEATH. THE HOPE OF EASTER the hope of the Bible, the plan of the Bible, the plan of salvation is that you will live forevermore in the kingdom of God, in the new heaven, and the new earth, in a resurrected living bodily state. And we can only imagine how great it's going to be. I would ASK OF YOU TODAY TO MAKE SOMETHING CLEAR IN YOUR MIND. I WOULD ASK YOU TO MAKE THIS VERY, VERY CLEAR IN in YOUR MIND THAT YOU KNOW JESUS CHRIST, THAT YOU'VE GIVEN YOUR LIFE TO JESUS CHRIST, THAT YOU'VE CONFESSED YOUR SINS AND TURNED YOUR LIFE OVER TO HIM. IT'S SAID THAT uh, THERE CAN ONLY BE ONE PERSON ON a THRONE AT ANY GIVEN TIME. It's, it's said that uh, your heart is like a throne. Your decision-making, your, your core of who you are is like a throne and and either you are sitting there or Jesus is sitting there. If you're sitting on that throne, the throne of your life, you're probably living for self. You're probably making decisions that you regret, you probably are making decisions that are hurtful and harmful to you and others. I ask you to make that decision today to let Jesus be on the throne of your life. To get up out of that chair of of being in control of your life, of being over your life and ask Jesus to sit there as your king. He is the king of the world. HE WILL BE FOREVER AND EVER. THE BIBLE SAYS THAT THE NAME OF JESUS, EVERY KNEE WILL BOW AND EVERY TONGUE WILL CONFESS THAT HE IS THE LORD OF ALL. SOME PEOPLE WILL DO THAT UNDER DURESS AS THEY ACKNOWLEDGE THAT JESUS IS THE LORD. I CALL ON YOU TO GIVE YOUR LIFE TO JESUS TODAY, TO COME UNDER HIS REIGN AND LIVE FOREVER AS HIS SUBJECT, AS HIS DISCIPLE as his follower, as his worshiper. Oh, glorious day when he comes back and he finds us ready to worship him as Lord. Again, the bags out there for the children. If you uh, children haven't got their bag yet, please don't don't leave without those. And uh, thank you for coming I want to thank the worship team for the three services of of singing it's it's a lot of work and uh, would you please stand but God Almighty I pray for these people I pray for us on the stage I pray for our church I pray that uh, more and more people would come under your reign Lord I pray that we would all be decided in our minds and our hearts who is our Lord who is our God who we follow LORD, IF YOU NEED TO CONTINUE TO WORK IN US, I I PRAY THAT YOU'D BRING REPENTANCE AND YOU'D BRING REALIZATION OF OUR NEED FOR YOU, OUR NEED FOR SALVATION, OUR NEED FOR RESCUE THAT YOU PROVIDED SO LOVINGLY AND WILLINGLY ON THE CROSS. LORD GOD ALMIGHTY, MAY YOU GET ALL THE WORSHIP, MAY YOU GET ALL THE PRAISE, MAY ALL THE PEOPLE OF THE WORLD LEAVE THEIR IDOLS AND LEAVE THEIR FALSE GODS AND LEAVE THEIR WICKEDNESS BEHIND, AND MAY THEY ALL TURN TO YOU, LORD GOD, AND MAY YOU GET THE HONOR THAT IS DUE ONLY YOU. AND WE SAY, LORD JESUS, COME QUICKLY. WE AWAIT YOUR REVIVAL. WE AWAIT THE HOPE OF EASTER. WE LOVE YOU, LORD. IN JESUS' NAME, AMEN. THE BAND IS GOING TO PLAY AS YOU GO, BUT GO IN PEACE, STAY IN FELLOWSHIP, BUT HE IS RISEN. HE IS RISEN INDEED. AMEN. GO IN PEACE.
2: God sent his son, they called him Jesus. He came to love you and To buy my pardon An empty grave is there to prove my savior lives Because he
0: this teaching from Living Water Bible Fellowship. We hope that you are encouraged and challenged by this video today. Living Water exists to lead people into a life-changing and an ever-growing relationship with Jesus Christ.